0: It is Thursday night. It is 8 p.m. and you know what that means, folks. It is time for your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast and we have so much to discuss because this weekend is going to be supersized in a lot of ways. You got WWE, you got AEW, you got NXT all over the world. Multiple shows happening this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. So without further ado, let's get to it. Your Big old Belt Wrestling Podcast starts right now. Everybody, how is it going? We got a lot of wrestling happening. So your big gold belt wrestling podcast is here to break it all down because it is a packed weekend of action. We are glad you're here with us tonight. It's your guy, Will, here with Damian G up across from me at the top of the screen and the giant grab Jamal down below the three men bringing you all the dirt and analysis of what is going to happen this weekend because there is a lot. It's It's been a while since we've had one of these like, multiple shows to the point of three there's that extra nxt part getting thrown in there it's not just wwe and aew it's like all the brands are getting involved here and plus the worldwide aspect with a it being a saudi show weekend too so there's there's a lot happening guys how is it going for y'all this week
1: uh to be honest with you has the saudi show started yet (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's see we are uh well smackdown tomorrow night will not be live it has already been taped and i know some people are already there as we will be discussing so there's definitely festivities happening over there and people are definitely on the ground over there but saturday afternoon our time is when uh the saudi show uh night of champions will kick off from what i'm hearing, i see this is oh, yeah, one a... of those
2: long sorry jamal this has been one of those kind of oh wow this is happening this weekend wrestling situations where before pre-show i kind of forgot about uh blood money and realized oh wait that's that's happened on saturday too so can't wait i literally will be on saturday watching a lot of wrestling so hooray
1: yeah, yeah. we're gonna need more hours in the weekend it, we need like a hundred hour weekend to <laughs> to get everything in in play
0: it works out that here in the States, Monday is a holiday with yes. Memorial day, since there won't be any wrestling on Monday, as far as during the daytime or any big shows. So Saturday and Sunday will be jam packed though, since we got night of champions on Saturday and then Sunday night, we have the double whammy of AEW double no- nothing and NXT battleground, which are going head to head. So we're going to touch on all of those tonight as we work through the show. So starting at the beginning, we might as well do it in order Saturday the latest Saudi event, the latest blood money event, however you want to put it, WWE Night of Champions, of course, capped off by where they will be crowning their new world heavyweight champion with the new branded title, a finale between AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. But on this show, you know how we are. We do not like to run down cards. We do not like to do the whole, like, speak about every match thing that every other podcast or show in the world does. We like to focus in on what has our attention. So starting with Night of Champions, our Saudi show on Saturday, the question is, what has your attention? So, Jamal, I'm going to go to you first. What is, has what is caught your eye on WWE's big show over the
1: weekend? Um, seven matches on the card. Uh, I, th- I think the biggest thing, aside from the biggest non-match, but the biggest aspect of the show is the fact that they have two women's matches. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's pretty interesting for them to have that. Uh, Rhea Ripley and, and Natalia and uh, Becky Lynch versus Trish Um, I think that that's like, I would be interested to see where the placement of, of those matches are on the card. Will will they be uh, a come down match after a big, you know, highly anticipated match, or you know, will be- will they save Becky versus Trish towards the end? Um, you know, Rhea versus Natalia is, is a women's match for the um, SmackDown Women's Championship. You know, will, will that come later in the card? So it's interesting to see how those two play out. But as far as the match goes, the biggest match I want to see is um, Gunter versus Mustafa Ali. Yes. <laughs> I think I, I've always liked you know the um David versus Goliath, you know, type of uh, of, of match and Gunther's doing his best work in WWE right now. Uh, Mustafa Ali is um is oh damn I'm looking right at it and I'm I'm blind. Yeah I forgot about uh Bianca Belair versus Oscar. So that's like half the card, you know, a little less than half the card is um, is our women's matches, but the, but the still, so that's going to be very interesting to see how those uh, three matches play out. But Gunther versus Mustafa Ali, it's for the Intercontinental Championship. It'll be interesting to see how, um, you know, the crowd plays to Ali, it'll be interesting to see how, uh, Gunther goes over in Saudi, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, where that match is in the card as well. So it, you know, for and I'll give the WWE credit, they produce a lot of a lot of flash. And, and a lot of sizzle, but no, like, real substance. But every match on this card is a noteworthy match. This is a pay-per-view sure. event. This is not something where you could There are no bathroom breaks on this card.
0: Yeah, there's no filler. This is all killer, no filler. <laughs> <laughs> if that's how you want to put it for one of these put overseas unintended? shows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Didn't occur to me Dr. saying that, but it is what it is. <laughs> Damian, what's jumping out at you?
2: So I'm going to avoid the World Heavyweight Championship because, you know, we've talked about that on this show. I'm actually intrigued, to Jamal's point about the women's matches, not only the fact that we have three, but if we remember correctly, a few years back, women couldn't even be on the show. so Or they were wearing the, uh, the trash bags. So I'm impressed that we have three. What I'm looking forward to is Bianca versus Asuka, and here's why this would be the perfect time to dethrone Bianca in Saudi Arabia because in America, that might be an issue because she's so over in America versus Asuka, who has international appeal from her former days as Kana uh, in the world of Japanese wrestling. And you just turned her heel, what, maybe two weeks prior to WrestleMania? So you didn't pull the trigger then I'm I'm really interested to see if they pull the trigger now. Also, because there's a lot of rumors and murmurings that uh, Bianca's growing kind of stale and getting the almost the die rocky die reception from some people. She's getting more booze than I'm used to hearing on okay. WWE programming. We saw
0: that in Puerto Rico, so she got a very different reaction in Puerto Rico. I don't know if that carries over to the other side of the
2: world, but you right. never know. And if we remember her NXT run, she was a heel. She wasn't the smiling, motivational baby face. She was the it girl, the EST, you can't sit on my table. So I'm actually curious to see if WWE does pull a title change just because it's overseas and they wouldn't be brave enough to do it here in the States. But that's the one I'm looking most forward to
0: interesting interesting get both of the, i think i definitely agree on the point that the women's matches their placement on the show how much time they get how they're handled that's all going to be really interesting and yeah between yes. becky and trish ria natalia bianca and Asuka, they I mean, they could conceivably do like a women they could do like you know regular match men's match women's match they can alternate them alternate or something up till you get mm-hmm. to the top of the card with like you know your really big matches so they they are advertising this as a triple main event this show between the seth and aj match cody and brock lesnar and then the uh, tag team championship match mm. which for me that's the match that has my attention okay. kevin owens Sami Zayn against the bloodline with the interesting twist that this isn't the usos it's roman reigns and solo sokoa and on top of that it's roman reigns on day 1000 of his title reign this will be day 1000 on the Saudi show so he's not in a title defense but he is going after the tag team titles but let's not skip over the first part of that because there is some newsworthy stuff here Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are on a Saudi show we were talking about this before we went on the air so I know Jamal has some thoughts on this this is a quite a big deal because for the longest time you know darn well if they weren't doing if they were doing one of these shows they weren't going to be there And as of today, we know for sure that they have made the trip. Sammy made some social media posts today from over there. So they are definitely there. There's not an angle incoming on SmackDown or something where they're going to get injured and don't make the trip. This is really happening. They are there. So, uh, Jamal, way in here. You you were bringing up some interesting points before the show about how this is quite the change in the landscape for uh, how things have been happening with those two.
1: Yeah, I thought it was interesting, you know, that. Before all of this, uh before we before WrestleMania, we were talking about where Sami Zayn fit into the picture, where he fits into the Cody Roman and now Sammy and Kevin Owens, you know, situation. And of course, we kind of whether it is an actual issue or not, but it was and the elephant in the room, and the elephant in the room is Mohammed bin Salman um looking at Sami Zayn, who's of Syrian mm. ethnicity. And that's going to be for political reasons a problem. So there is no way that, you know, Sammy at that time and what a difference a few months make would be able to carry the title as world champion, which we were debating whether or not he should because he was so over at the time. And hindsight being what it is, obviously a way they could have gone, but there's no way in the world that he was going to be able to carry that belt into a Saudi show. And they have to do two a year. And this is the first. So. That was going to, That was a big sticking point for us. And now that we see pictures of him, you know, d- during uh, Umrah and in, in Mecca, uh, obviously going to be on the show Saturday. That's not an issue anymore, at least right now. Because politics be politicking. So now the question is, where do, how, does that change his trajectory in WWE? Is he somebody that we know that can, you know, lead a singles, um, you know, title? Is he somebody that we know that he can because he's over is all hell and he there's no he didn't fall that far considering where he was in the WrestleMania conversation? So where does that he go in the future? And I think it would be interesting for him to be put in the back of that conversation, considering that if this was a hurdle, it's definitely not anymore. So yeah, you know, going to, into the Saudi show as a champion facing Roman Reigns, you know. They got to do another one. It's going to be in the fall at some point. Big picture thinking. Call it crazy, but you heard it here first. <laughs> Does Sami Zayn beat Roman in Saudi Arabia? Ooh.
0: Down the road after SummerSlam and everything. And
1: I mean, you know, because we got to get through SummerSlam. We got to get through Money in the Bank. You know, we got to get through, uh, you know, uh, the, the, well, the entirety of the summer. But come September... It in October, whenever they do it, when that lull is between Survivor Series, but before uh, SummerSlam and Survivor Series, they got to go over there again, and it's going to be somewhere around that time. That could be the show, because Roman's not forever, right? And and Sammy's over; he's obviously you know puts his faith in in a, in, a, in a prominent position. If if anybody follows him on social media, and he's going to the Kingdom. I'm just saying, if there were somebody to beat him, and it's not Mustafa Ali, and unfortunately it's not Mansoor, <laughs> could it be Sami Zayn? That would—you heard it here first, because you're never going to hear it <laughs> anybody else. <laughs> Damien, thoughts?
2: If we're using that logic, which makes perfect sense in the world, then Sami's got to pin Roman in Saudi Arabia this weekend. Yeah, he's got to be Ooh, the one to pin Roman in the tag match.
0: Ooh, that would be a hell of a way to plant the seeds for
1: it. Bingo, because, be because a lo- like, it, we don't think they want We do think that there's that Kevin Owens and Sammy want to lose. No, not at all. Not at all. So now that becomes the question.
0: Yeah, and that, and heck, that's going to be a news story in itself because I think a lot of people are assuming the only way Roman ever gets pinned is the day he loses the belts. And a lot of people figure you know well this weekend you know we got we got solo there we're gonna have the Usos involved in some way there's there's ways to get out of this match so all the belts don't go to the tribal chief but you do make a compelling case that if we're thinking long term we're thinking to the fall and and lord knows I, I think the the key thing here is Sammy now being able to go on these shows it only helps his case this does yeah. nothing it does not hurt him in any possible way this only raises his case even more and he's still red hot as can be you know the the, hell they main evented night one of wrestlemania with the tag titles you know a lot of people were thinking that oh this when they when he lost in february that was it they just they cut the legs off him and like no he's he's fine and sammy is a guy that's definitely resilient enough i think with the fans that it does not take much to get momentum behind him again and it it could be done it could easily be done there's no reason i can think of why it couldn't be done. I think the big thing would be in the meantime, probably what they do is play out everything with the Usos. Cause that's kind of the wild card now is how do the Usos and Solo and Roman coexist. And I think that's going to be the story of the summer. Is that all playing out? So if they get through all that, you get to October when they make the next Saudi trip, that the timing does line up quite nicely for that early fall time period that if you want to run back Sammy and Roman, that, that,
1: that's, that's a hell of an idea. You might have something here with this. Now one. I also think that I do you one better. Uh, you, maybe you throw the match out with a disqualification. Okay, fine. So that way, you know, you don't, people don't have to wonder about Roman's record about whether it's singles wins or total wins or whatever. But um, but what you do is you have Sammy Penn Roman, but the ref isn't there. Solo knocked him out, or whatever the case may be. Visual So that fault. way visual you have pain. that visual cue. You have it on tape that Roman was down for the three count. Sammy pinned him, and obviously it didn't count, and then the match goes on. But now that we know that the seed has been planted, maybe, possibly, that's something that they can revisit down, down the line.
0: Mm, I, I like it. I think we, we got to file this one away. We gotta file this one away for uh when we get to the fall, when we see what happens this weekend to see, you know, how they play this out. But Sammy and Roman in the fall in Saudi Arabia. Maybe. If if it happens, you know where you heard it first. People will be trying to take credit for this one. But who is here on Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast? Giant Crab with the crystal ball, possibly. We will see what happens with that real quick. I guess before we uh move on to the other shows, you know, top of the card, like we said, the other two thirds of this triple main event, Cody and Brock. We just saw that one. Uh This is, like, this is kind of like the show of rematches because he got that. And he also got Asuka and Bianca, but Cody and Brock, which was very short in Puerto Rico mm. due to the bloodshed. I'm almost kind of thinking that's going to be almost a run back of that where it's just going to be short, violent, explosive. I mean, they are kind of advertising it as a fight as opposed to a match, but um, I don't, you think you think Brock does not get beat much and he already went down to Cody once. You think that you think they're so into Cody, they're going to give him two in a row. They're going to, they're going to put the American nightmare over the beast twice. (laughs)
1: Uh, No, 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 I don't see it. I I think realistically this that's, because it's the crowd and there's a lot of fan service that goes into these international shows. And I think that, you know, yes, the WWE ecosystem is, is a thing. And uh, Lord knows their fans are just as rabid as anyone else, but that's also why I think because Brock is a WWE guy and he's been that guy for a very long time. I just don't see, Hey, I don't see this feud ending, uh, which is, I think most important, uh, they could move on to something else and they won't. But I also don't think that um yeah, I think Brock's gonna have to get one back to keep the feud going. So right. they're gonna ride that out until SummerSlam.
2: Yeah, similar to what they did with him and, uh Brock and Triple H a few years ago, where it was one, then one, then they had the blow-off match. Something's gotta carry the summer if uh, Roman's gonna be taking time off. So why not run a three-peat of Brock? and Cody, since we did a three-peat of Cody with Seth. So I don't, I don't see the ending anytime soon. They're definitely going to go to maybe like a a blood feud, hell in the cell, you know, for round three.
0: Right. <laughs> something like that. I mean, we have Money in the Bank as the next show, so you never know. They might throw some gimmick match on the undercard. DLC. Or, that or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, who knows? Who knows? Could be idea. I, I agree. I think it's going to be another one going on in there. So let's see. Real quick, before we move it on, let's just, t- let's just give our picks real quick. I know we talked about it weeks ago, but now we know what the match is. We know it's Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles for the title. Who's going away as the first world heavyweight champion? I stand by my original pick. I still think it's Seth Rollins. Damian, say you Change your mind? Or, same with, mind. with Seth? Nope. Hey, ain't it going be AJ?
2: <laughs> N- if it is, 5%. All
1: right. Crab, what's your pick? Uh, Rollins, just because I don't like AJ Styles.
0: <laughs> all right we are all going with seth rollins as the last guy as the first new world heavyweight champion so there we go we'll see what happens saturday afternoon i love a daytime wrestling show one p.m not is a, holiday a good time weekend. that's a great starting
2: time Who
0: does so love a good, good.
1: Brunch wrestling pay-per-view
0: yep done before dinner got that to get oh ends by four 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 yeah. yeah yeah not by four usually they're done by four usually they're totally yeah, done yeah. by four o'clock and right. it's like got a couple hours before dinner and it's like it's perfect Love also, it. I
2: got one more question about uh, blood money. I just want to know one thing. How long does the match between Mustafa and uh, Gunther go? What's the
1: over under? I think the over under is 17 minutes. Oh, yeah. second, Long, long. Yeah, 17 minutes.
2: Okay.
0: I'm calling five to seven.
1: I I'm think it's going to be short less and than sweet. five.
2: It's going to be a, a Ricochet Brock 2.0 situation. <laughs>
1: I know they secretly hate Mustafa Ali, correct? And I, but I do think that there's money to be made by him giving that crowd a show. Again, fan service. Um, He's—I I, understand. He's probably. I hope he comes out in some kind of local garb. You know, maybe something that you would wear. Uh, you know, in a in a, in a buy or something like that that you would wear locally in Saudi Arabia. I really hope that he leans into all of that and gives the people you know, really that, and for him to do all of that, that pageantry, and then get squashed by Gunter, eh. (laughs) Um, It's a very WWE thing to do, now that I think about it. But I I do think that um, I think they're going to go, I think they're going to go 15.
0: Mm -hmm. Hey, that'd be damn fun. Lord knows if anyone can do it, it's those two. So I'm not, I have no doubt that those two would put on a hell of a match for that amount of time. It's just, I I don't see
1: every other match, like what is everybody over? Every is everybody else going over 20? I hope no, not. definitely I, not. I don't
2: right. think Natalya and uh Rhea are going over nine. No, so yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, uh,
1: Becky versus Trish may go 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't the think tag Rhea...
0: match will, the tag match will get time because Roman's in it and right. Kevin Owens and Sammy's and all. Roman started his entrance Everyone... five minutes ago, yeah, yeah, he's, he's starting <laughs> to walk to the building right now, yeah. so he's gonna get time. Seth and AJ will get time. Cody and Brock will be short, but yeah, there right. needs to be something else on this with some time. So right. So I mean, the unless the
1: pay-per-view is going to be a smooth two hours. I think that somebody has got to get, you know, 15 to 20 in. Yeah. If it's two Good hours, point. it's
2: right up Will's alley. If it stays at two hours,
1: <laughs> we're keeping things
0: real short. Then I was going to hope for three. So, Hey, we will see Saturday afternoon. All right. We still have some time before halftime. So let's start switching gears here to Sunday. Cause Sunday It's the head-to-head battle, but not really a head-to-head battle. Sure, they're on at the same time. Yes, they're they're, they're technically head-to-head. But I think hype-wise, you know, one show is clearly a bigger deal than the other. But I think we're also going to talk about that there are some gems on this uh, NXT show that some people might be overlooking as far as uh, what's going down on those. But Sunday, it is AEW Double or Nothing. Going down in Vegas against NXT's Battleground. or where's Battleground? I think it's, it's, in it's the Vegas
1: of the East, Lowell, Massachusetts.
0: Lowell, Massachusetts, the building where Shawn Michaels lost his smile. Yes, 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 yes. So there we go. Two very different shows. Two very different parts of the country. But NXT and AEW, Double or Nothing, going down this weekend. I guess where to start with this? Um, of those two shows, I don't know. I think which are you more excited about? Because I think they're both kind of in an odd place for me in that both AEW and NXT haven't exactly been clicking for me lately. They're both missing something to where I haven't had a ton of interest in either one lately. And there's definitely been weeks where I've been like, eh, I'm going to play PlayStation instead. And I've just straight up like not watched their show that week. And it's happened on both Tuesday nights and on Wednesday nights. So in a lot of ways, I'm looking at both those shows and kind of like, eh, you know, if Sunday night comes around and uh, there's other stuff going on, be the next day's a holiday, I I don't know if I'm going to necessarily sweat watching all of both those. I might just catch a little bit here and there, catch a couple matches. But is, 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 there, is there one of them you're way more into of the two of them? Damian, let's go to you first.
2: No, I am not interested in any of these. I'm looking at both cards, and none of this makes me want to stay home on Sunday night before a holiday and watch some, uh oh, man. Honestly, the only thing I would want to watch from AEW would be the Pillars match, and I know we'll get into that. But looking over at NXT, aside from Hayes versus Breaker, there's nothing here that makes me say, I need to watch this. Which is sad, because I used to be the you know one of the biggest NXT supporters. I even tried to give 2.0 a chance, but no. If I'm going to watch anything, I'm going to peruse Double or Nothing, but in reality, I'm probably not even going to... Bothering. I hope the NHL playoffs, you know, are still on at that point, so I can watch that instead.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, to the Sunday night game on ESPN is uh, uh, Philly at Atlanta, so that's probably what I'll be watching on, on Sunday night. You know, before you know, the holiday starts. But as far as the uh, the shows goes, I'm looking at both cards, and I, I agree that there's nothing that really screams invest in my time. Right. Uh, now, of course, we're talking for the pay-per-view. We're talking you know, 50 bucks. We're talking for uh, the premium live event. Um, the hassle of signing up for Peacock, uh, which I don't have either. So, yes, there are points of interest within, uh, of course, the Carmelo Hayes coming out party, because what more does he have to do at NXT before he gets mm-hmm. elevated to Raw or SmackDown? Um, so this is kind of like is he just is he uh, just running laps in NXT right now before he gets called up and and that should be sooner than later? Um, for me, the one match that I need to see is Dragon versus Dijak. I think that that could low key steal the show. Um, we both of them have something to prove, uh, and and you know it, it's that match for me as a last man standing match as well. Looks like that could actually burn the goddamn house down. Now on the AEW side. Sure, there's a lot of interest. There's a lot of hype. Um, the Blackjack Battle Royal will probably have a couple of surprises. Hopefully, um, you may see a return or two. You may see like a a, a Legends pop that they like the the likes to get. Um, cool, uh, but none of the matches are particularly spicy uh, for me, and there isn't anything that I would think that that's like must watch. Maybe the tag match. Uh, um, with, uh, Jared and lethal, lethal versus, uh, FTR. I, I think that that could be a lot of fun. I think Jared's doing his best work in a very long time. Um, and, you know, and of course you have the posse, you know, his wife and, uh, Sanjay and Singh are going to be there, but nothing, there isn't anything that I, that I'm thinking that I would wa- rather watch over baseball. But but if I had but if somebody if I got a, a message on Discord that like the DiJack match was happening right right then and there, right, cool, I I joined for that match. But as far as double or nothing go, it's really going to be like how do I feel as the pre show goes, and that's we'll we'll talk into that, we'll talk about that feeling uh, after the break. But it, it's a very interesting state that AEW's in right now, and um, not in a good or bad way, but just a very interesting state of, of state of flux that AEW is in right now.
0: Yeah, that's what we can do. Let's go to break, reset things, but we got the table set now. You got one show that of course is full on pay-per-view with the $50 price tag and double or nothing versus your Peacock premium event where you could just it's a very easy with the Peacock shows to be like, "Oh, I just want to check out the Dragon Off and a what's his face? a dijack match." Right. And then be like, "When that's done, be like, "Oh, okay, cool. I'm going to watch baseball now." And you don't feel like, you know, you wasted any money cuz it's just, you know, it's there. It's there. It's disposable. There's not that level of commitment. So we'll get into that after the break, folks. Thanks for sticking with us on this Thursday night. It's your big gold belt wrestling podcast. We'll be back to talk about AEW and NXT right after this.
2: Are you a fan of all things media? Are you a fan of professional wrestling and sports? Then you need to check out big gold belt media where the ultimate destination for all things, entertainment and media with the latest news, interviews and analysis, from the world of the aforementioned entertainment realm. Our team of dedicated journalists and analysts will bring you exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're not just an online destination. We attend live events, conventions, bringing you behind-the-scenes access and exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. Plus, you can show your support for our brand by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com biggoldbelt, Join the Big Gold Belt Media community today and stay ahead of the game. Follow up on all our social media platforms at Big Gold Belt for the latest updates and exclusive content. Whether you're a diehard wrestling, sports, nerd culture fan, or just a casual like some people, Big Gold Belt Media has everything you're going to need to stay informed and entertained. So what are you waiting for? Check us out today at BigGoldBelt.com. That's BigGoldBelt.com.
0: Welcome back everybody Thursday night your big old belt wrestling podcast breaking down all the stuff that's happening this weekend in wrestling first half of the show we already talked about night of champions so that's in the rear view moving on now to AEW double or nothing and NXT battleground which are going head to head but of the two let's start with AEW because there's definitely a lot going on there it's one of their signature pay-per-views where everything got started for them years ago they're back in Vegas as they always are for that show. But it's kind of odd, as Jamal talked about before the half, that it feels like there's a lot going on in AEW right now, but it's not necessarily going on at this show. <laughs> so an interesting situation, but AEW double or nothing. What has our attention at it? And then in general, also, the question is, this is an odd show. I think that's the kind of the overlying theme is like, a lot of people are talking about AEW now, right now, but they're not really talking about this show necessarily. And this show is definitely laid out differently than some of their prior shows have been. So, Jamal, get in here. We were talking about this before the half. And right. you had some good points about what's different about Double or Nothing this year.
1: Well, well, for me, and you guys watch WWE more than I do, so I'll use this analogy. I can't imagine SummerSlam happening and people looking past SummerSlam to the next Saudi show mm. a month after mm-hmm. True. Yeah, and that's kind of how it feels like because the elephant of the room is is the Forbidden Door. Um, that's what it is. That's coming up in a month from today, and and, and we know what that what that means for people that follow both AEW and New Japan. Okay, cool. So this kind of does feel like a lame duck experience before we even get to Forbidden Door. We have um, AEW Collision. Uh, that's June seventeenth. That's going to be in Chicago. God only knows what's going to happen. Some, Maybe something, maybe nothing. And then, of course, Dynamite before Forbidden Door is in Chicago. That have, can mean absolutely nothing or it can mean everything. But we're already looking a month down the road. And, and I'm not going to say, and this obviously doesn't feel like a routine episode of Dynamite. It feels like a, an elevated version of Dynamite, but it doesn't feel like it's worth 50 bucks. And that's, of course, the question that we always ask ourselves because, well, that's the cost of, of getting into the gate to watch the, the product. But now more than ever, it really doesn't have that something, that, 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 that I don't know what, that makes you go, this is much watch appointment television. And the bigger question, because it is Memorial Day weekend, and this has kind of been the thing for all of the uh, pay-per-views in AEW because they did Memorial Day and, and Labor Day. Should this pay-per-view happen next week? And that's, you know, it would be the 2nd or 3rd of June, you know, 4th of June, whatever it is. It's away from Memorial Day, away from the beach season. Uh, WWE, if they want to run the pay-per-view or not, they can. UFC is going to do whatever they're going to do anyway. Cool. It, it's, you know, the playoffs are done. It, it's it's whatever. It's, we're, it's out of sight, out of mind. It just feels like, A, the space, the landscape is already crowded. NXT is running at the same time. So if you give me a choice to choose, that's bad for both sides. Um, we're coming off the events of whatever the Saudi show is going to be, which could mean something or nothing, and we're already looking to a forbidden door. And to be honest with you, and you know, NXT is in the same boat, but used to it because NXT is billed as the underdog, it's billed as the show that you don't have to watch, but you're glad it's there. This is not what AEW's show is, this is AEW's signature show, this is their. Uh, Summerslam. This is their WrestleMania. This is their top one of their top events of the year and it feels like it's being lost in the shuffle in real time and out of the nine matches and you know there's going to be more because I'm sure there's a special surprise on Rampage coming on Friday out of the nine matches not only do none of them really jump out at me as something that I need to watch um, because we're kind of seeing the same pattern from AEW Um, good matches on paper, but you have the overhyped gimmick match. Um, every match is for a title. And then you have the, um, overbooked battle Royal, um, and then whatever they throw on the pre-show, but it just, it, it feels like the same thing that we've had before. Whereas, uh, other, other issues and, and, you know, we just said it. When we talked about WWE, we were talking about the possibility of something that we've never seen before—the possibility of Sami Zayn in Saudi Arabia, the possibility of him beating Roman, the possibility of sprinkling the seeds to tell a story over the summer. With AEW, it feels like we're getting a formulaic to for what their formula is, but a very by the book, by the numbers, uh, you know, uh, pay-per-view. And that's fine. People like McDonald's. People eat it every day. But I want something more than that. You know, I, I need this to be bigger than that. And, and 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 this is the question to you guys. The Four Pillars are leading the show. They're headlining it. And this is the first time that they're doing that. And the the we've seen AEW bringing all of these uh, veterans, these legends from other companies, people that are arguably 10, 15, 20 years past the prime. But the but the Four Pillars our our headline of the event. What does this say about the four pillars that we, that I don't feel, at least I'll speak for myself, that this isn't a marquee show. Are the kids all right? And that's how (laughs) it is for me right now.
0: Yeah, I've heard this sentiment a lot, and especially concerning that main event with the four pillars. And the biggest issue I keep hearing from people is that, They're into the idea of the four pillars all having a match, but the timing don't feel right. And the biggest issue for most people seems to be that they don't buy that any of these guys have a chance of beating MJF. So the match feels like it's more of a formality and more of an exhibition as opposed to an actual, oh, these are like the young guys and these are chance to make a name. It just feels like a match as opposed to an event is what I'm hearing from a lot of people. Damian, have you been kind of gotten that vibe? That's what I've been getting ever since that match has been announced.
2: We actually talked about this a couple of weeks back about this show, about it not feeling important because uh, Dynamite had been lackluster for a while up to this point. And this card, just like Jamal was saying, still fits that bill of lackluster in my opinion. Uh, the kids, I don't think, are all right. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I feel MJF's run with the title has been a dud People have been fighting me on that, but he's not must-see TV. I'm sorry. There's just no reason for me to turn in, tune in and watch this. The one thing I'm interested about that match isn't even the match. It's how the schmoz happens. If we get a dusty finish, if we get some sort of double turn, let's say Jay, Jay, uh, Perry finally turns on everybody else because we've been kind of leaning toward Jungle Boy potentially turning heel. I need
1: him to do something.
2: Because lately, in real life, according to people, he's been kind of a jerk. Uh, So he may have to be leaning into his jerkish behavior because he's the son of Luke Perry. He should be acting bigger than thou instead of the plucky baby face. So maybe he aligns himself with Max during this whole thing. Does the finger poke of doom with him, lies down for him, beats him with a headlock takeover, what have you. But there is no sizzle at all. At this event. I mean, there is a match for literally Ethan Page's services. Like, he's a maid. (laughs) You know? It's like for the the contract of Ethan Page's soul. Like, Really? I'm supposed to tune in for that? Taya and and Jade, they've already wrestled. The oomph is gone from this. So, if Taya wins, then what? Ooh, okay. Big deal. And if Jade wins, par for the course. So, honestly, I... I can't pluck down the $50, not like I would, y'all know me by now, but nothing is must-see TV, because even the anarchy in the arena match, the roles have flipped, because before the elite were the bad guys, and now, you know, and the BCC was the good guys, and now we flip that around, and the elite's back to being baby faces, and BCC is the heels. Seen it before. Don't need to see it again, so... I'm going to pass, honestly.
1: I think the biggest thing, uh, you know, we talked about a little bit about how it feels. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing is who's not involved in a singles match. Um, I'm looking at the participants of the Blackjack Battle Royal, and I'm seeing guys like Orange Cassidy, who Mm -hmm. is arguably one of AEW's biggest stars. Um, Ricky Starks uh, is one of AEW's biggest stars. Um, The Lucha Brothers. I, I would, I mean, obviously they have their four pillars and I don't know how they came up with that. You know, maybe they, they took an internet thing and ran with it and that's where we got it. But I I, I feel like a lot of these guys are getting lost in the, in the shuffle where we have, um, like the Ethan Page, and, and no disrespect to the guns, they have absolutely taken lemons and making lemonade. Uh, they, they've totally knocked it out of the park as far as what they've been asked to do and, and superseded that by a mile. Um, Ethan Page and Matt Hardy took a gimmick or a program from Elevation to Dynamite to the pay-per-view. So I respect them for that, too. But it should be a pre-show match. Like, let's not kid ourselves. I respect the efforts, and I respect the work that they're doing. But this isn't a pay-per-view match. And the fact that it technically is is part of the problem. And that's... uh, I I don't don't know how AEW gets out of this law, but... I think that that it's time for, and we you know it sounds like we say it every time, but it's time for some major changes. Um, I want to see Hollywood Jack Perry come out and be a better version of the Miz yes. instead of MJF being a poor version of the Miz. Um, I, I want to see, you know, maybe maybe Darby Allen, you know, changes. I don't know what a heel Darby Allen looks like because he just doesn't give a shit. Darby Allen is Orange Cassidy, but you know, a little bit more uh, nihilistic. And you know, so I I think there needs to be something there, and I don't understand why the Blackpool Combat Club exists. My unbridled hatred of John Moxley aside, why do you take four (laughs) singles guys and put them in a boy band just to pair them against the elite? Make it make sense, especially with
2: the fact that the person that bought them together no
1: longer is in the company. (laughs) So, I mean, call it something else, call it the suicide squad, call it whatever you want, but. Uh, you know, and I and I hate the idea. Speaking of your know, X WWE guys versus the homegrown's or whatever, stop that. That that's been a thing that's been buried to death. This really feels like a lame duck pay per view, and I can't imagine saying that about SummerSlam, on, with another Saudi show on the horizon. That would that sounds insane to me. But yet here we are. Yeah,
0: I, I think what's happened in a lot of people's minds is there's been so much focus on collision. And this new Saturday show yeah. and what that's gonna mean and if someone's gonna return and all this, that everyone's just looking ahead to that, and to Forbidden Door, and then of course Wembley. All the focus is on this summer, and I think a lot of folks are looking at it as like collision door is almost gonna be like a reboot. Are they gonna split the rosters? Are they gonna, you know, do this? Is someone gonna return and cause all this drama? And in the meantime, yeah, you got this pay-per-view this weekend that's happening pretty much because it was on the schedule, the arenas book. It's what they've done in the past. But I don't know if anything, maybe this would feel more like something if it felt like it was the closing of a chapter before we got to collision where like then it's okay, things are going to change. But in the, it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like they're wrapping anything up here. It feels almost like they're doing a show out of like the obligation that they have to do a pay-per-view here.
1: Well, for me, it's because this feels like a very AEW pay-per-view. And that's, that, that's, for me, more of an issue than any of the things on the horizon, which is because of this complacency that I seem to see in AEW with this booking kind of makes me want to look forward to something else. And that's kind of what, and that's like, I hate to compare the two, but just 20 minutes ago, we somehow, just at the spark of an idea, fantasy booked ourselves to the end of the year in WWE in a major way. Something unprecedented. So it definitely won't happen. But if it did, you heard it here first. <laughs> With that said, this feels very formulaic, very by the numbers. And it's a very AEW pay-per-view. There are nine matches. I guarantee they're going to add two more. And then there's the pre-show. And then you have the uh, Sabus there for some reason. And then you have the gimmick match. And then you have the, the big ta- the tag team matches and the, the other singles matches. And anarchy Arena is the thing. So you have the two big gimmick matches, all the championships, the big legends pop a lot of feuds are going to be blown off this is the pay-per-view that they wanted to book
0: yeah and there will be and like every AEW show there'll be fun stuff there'll be lots of moves there'll be good wrestling there'll be good energy but in the big picture it just feels like this very much feels like a show that once it's over it's just gonna be kind of like okay that was cool
1: for me that's not good enough anymore that's part of the problem
0: yeah yeah, I mean, looking at this, the biggest thing I would want to see is that FTR against Jarrett and Lethal match, mainly because Jeff Jarrett has been entertaining as hell. And how honestly, that match, there's a good chance, I think, may have the the most heat of the night. Just because right. Jarrett knows how to work that damn crowd and just get people fired up. Because that main event of MJF and that, the, the pillars, I'm just looking at that like, I think it's just going to be a bunch of moves and a bunch of spots and just kind of like, unless there's some big twist in it, it just seems like, it almost seems like it's gonna be like white noise, you know. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel. There's no, as Damian said, there's no sizzle to it.
1: Yeah, there's no stakes. It's, it's very it. formulaic, and it's
0: just, and that, it's a world title match for God's sake, but mm-hmm. it feels like it's an exhibition match. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, and
1: th- there are stakes. the The, the four way for the world title, the tag team title, the ladder match for the championship with Warlord and Christian Cage. Uh, you have the uh, Jade's undefeated streak is on the line. Um, there's a lot of things that can happen, and of course, we have returns. The question I have is. Now, we've seen, because they're going up against NXT, and that is the thing that's happening. WWE is doing their big pay-per-view the night before. Would it be petty of AEW to run an ROH pay-per-view? Let's say, what's what's the next uh, SummerSlam weekend? Mm -hmm. We revisit this. We have an AEW, you know, major event on a Saturday, because there will be a Saturday show. Maybe there is a two-hour-long collision during the next NXT pay-per-view. Maybe there is a special Sunday show on TNT during SummerSlam. Is it too much of a good thing that we're getting right now? Because we're getting, you know, and even though we just spent 20 minutes dumping on AEW, uh, we are getting a quality pay-per-view product. We're getting three of them. It may not be, everything may not be for you, but there is something for everyone this weekend. And there's progress this weekend and New Japan's uh, um, tag tournament going on this weekend. Is it too much of a good thing when you have these things uh, weekend so stacked on top of what you could have going on because it is Memorial Day? God only knows what they're going to do 4th of July because New Japan's coming to America.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll put it like this wrestling has never been more accessible and at mm. your fingertips. And as we've also said a lot of times in this show, great wrestling isn't so much of a draw anymore, I think, because on any damn show, you're going to see good wrestling these right. days problem with all that i think now becomes because there's so much of it it's absolutely disposable if you miss something there's something coming around right around the corner if you just saw something you don't have the time to focus on it and really let it sink in because there's always more coming right behind it it's a non-stop flow and since it's always there and it's always high quality it's 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 in one ear out the other that's in my that's my opinion
1: so let me ask you this on, on on the back of that. So Conan said on one of his mini podcasts that um, it's a head scratcher, and this is a quote that Tony Khan has yet to learn to elevate how to elevate talent. Now we just talked. That's a very good point about how you know the market's arguably oversaturated, and how everything kind of looks the same because high quality wrestling is still high quality. But if it's all high quality, then it's not high quality because there's no way to differentiate between good and bad and great. So is it the fact that the market's oversaturated and that everything kind of looks the same? Because you can watch NXT and see the young guys do the thing. AEW is leaning, leaning on their young guys that's close to close the pay-per-view and WWE uh, is doing their thing also with this a premium live event in Saudi Arabia. There's so much high quality. Everybody's putting their best foot forward at the same time. Does that, kind of addition by subtraction, so to speak, kind of water down the rest of the product and by comparison, make things look inferior. Because if AEW were only happening this weekend, maybe by itself, it may be a better pay-per-view. But since I have the opportunity to choose between the holiday and baseball and two other high-quality events in America, let alone the other things you can watch around the world, it does get lost in the shuffle and diminished by comparison. So... Is it to the point that Conan's right that Khan isn't actively elevating talent, which there is a case for that? Or is it the fact that it has been elevated, but so has everything else? And if everybody's moving forward at the same time, nobody's actually moving forward at all.
0: Mm, Damien, you give some thoughts in here on this.
1: (laughs) So I actually like
2: the second part. And I actually agree with the second part of of Crab's statement because competition will, will... make everybody get better right mm-hmm. and i honestly feel that because nxt has gotten progressively better according to some people and wwe programming has become a little bit more watchable for some people aw doesn't make any leap and bounds forward in terms of progression we've talked about it numerous times that this is aw in general would be a dream indie show anywhere in the world right before we get into the pomp and circumstance of it all. Uh, Tony's still not Tony's not a wrestling guy. He's a booker, he's an owner. but in terms of just knowing the game, knowing the business, when to elevate someone versus not you know just feeding off the energy of a crowd, he doesn't have that and I, Willow and I Nightingale. Would
0: say, Ricky Long story.
1: Yeah, and she did yes. that on her own. Let's be honest. Willow she, and Ricky. She did that on one her one and two. Hell, even, even Athena, she turned a bad gimmick into a good gimmick. Uh, I, I was there in Toronto. I saw that match with Jody Threat. Yeah, And she turned that on her own into the gimmick that you see today. And she's been kicking ass ever since.
2: Correct. And also, people have been asking, oh, Jamie Hayter's been elevated by Tony. I said, no, Jamie Hayter got that on her own. When people started realizing that, oh, shit, she hits hard and she can beat the crap out of anyone in the division. That makes her must-watch. must, must watch. I'm willing to actually say that if we didn't have so much wrestling this weekend, AEW would have a bigger target on its back or chest because they would be the only game in town for the weekend with the flaws being picked at a little bit more intensely than what we're doing now, because now we're focused over here on NXT. We're focused here on blood money, but we're not even paying attention really to AEW. But if WWE wasn't putting on these shows this weekend, I'd feel a lot more worried for AEW's long-term product because we'd be talking a lot more about it standing on an Island by itself.
1: Well, and I would say the uh, the flip side of that could also possibly be true because now that I have an opportunity to watch the product more, I may actually like it more. I may actually uh, become and an more engaged in the product versus splitting my time in all of these different avenues that you know, and of course, well, you, could, you could say that every weekend, there's always something else to watch. But it's still to the point of everybody's putting their best foot forward this weekend. not the weekend before, not the weekend after. It's this weekend. There's are two pay-per-views and an NXT takeover if we wanted to throw it back to 2014. That's happening this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I do think that if AEW were in maybe 2006 and that lull that WWE had uh, between like 04 and 2010, where it just kind of ruled the roost, you know, it wasn't good, it wasn't bad, but it was definitely there that's a different conversation about what the or what the product would be because AEW would be radically different from WWE now. Right. It would be a true alternative. It would be a true alternative. But now that AEW has hit the ceiling and continues to bump their head against the ceiling of what their scope is, they have to become more centrist, which means they're going to emulate WWE a lot more because that's where the culture is in North American wrestling. I understand that. I don't like it, but I get it. Money. So now that we have AEW, where they are, how do they pivot out of this thing to separate themselves and, and reposition themselves as as a, as a true alternative to WWE again? Because I think as the pendulum has swung back to a more centrist WWE style, they've kind of got to pivot away from that again. And I don't know where you do that on Dynamite and Ring of Honor still behind the paywall. So, it's it's, 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 I think all of those factors contribute into the fact that this show, and nobody's, none of us have said that this show looks bad. Well, oh. it just doesn't look good enough to justify the effort to watch it on top of other things. You gave us a choice. We're going to choose. And some of us may choose AEW and some of us may choose literally everything else. So, that's, uh, it's a good position to have, but it's almost, it's arguably too much of a good thing. Right, because you know, that that's what that's what it is. It's an interesting position to be in. You know, I never thought that we would be saying this, where it's just like, there's just so much wrestling out there. Damn it, one of y'all suck. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's just it. It's harder to be an alternative when the stuff you're trying to be an alternative to is clicking. Right. and it's 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 a hot product and it's like cuz how can you pr- pr- promote pr- uh, d- demonstrate being an alternative in a positive way when you can't be like you know well look th- this stuff over here is stale when it's like oh no man they're filling buildings and it's, you know they got big reactions and the matches are good and you know there, there's a lot of stuff going on it's it's yeah. it it's a different landscape from t- you know pre-pandemic where it was like WWE was going through the motions and AEW yeah. came along and was like a fresh hot new product and now it's like okay y'all been doing this now
1: a good 4 years yeah
0: it's it's a different playing field now think the the landscape has changed
1: but uh if you're a baseball fan this is what I I would like to say the AEW is going through the second time through the lineup we kind of have they've had their first at bat and it was a surprise okay cool now that we've seen them and now that we're used to them now that we know what it is How does that look a second time around? And I think in four years, we kind of know what we're getting from them. You know, it's really hard to surprise us anymore. And you either like what you're being served or you don't. Uh, But the long and short of it is, is that for me, it's going to be a little bit hard. They're going to have to come a lot harder than they are to get me to get reinvested, reinvigorated. Please come back to my town. I'll see you guys in June. But as far as a week to week, I'm going to need to see. I'm going to need to see them pivot uh, almost immediately, and it will be interesting to see if they do that at the pay per view or not.
0: Yeah, and as we kind of got teased today at the uh, press conference, though it seemed like there was a lot of uh, questions that Tony Khan was kind of sidestepping, kind of punting down the road. People asking about brand splits. People asking about, of course, what changes were possibly coming with the new show and he definitely mentioned a few times. Well, first we got to get through double or nothing and we'll see what happens after that. Or I'll have stuff to talk about after double or nothing. So hopefully there's a uh, stuff in the pipeline that uh, is about to happen to spice things up. Cause there, there, there's definitely stuff to work with. It's just a matter of what it's going to be, what it's going to look like. And how do we get there from here? We got a few minutes left. Uh, do, do we want to talk about the latest about fight forever? Cause that well, yeah. game, that game <laughs> threw up some pictures this week. <laughs> <laughs> but people concerned about here's what jumped out at me they threw up those pictures talking about you know okay it's coming out at the end of june and people thought maybe because we were going for the teen rating that we had to take out blood no here's some pictures of a super bloody looking level that looks totally like something out of Mortal Kombat. And i was just kind of like what on earth is going on here
1: <laughs> i i honestly thought because of how the blood looked it looked like splatoon uh, it was just it was like, cartoonish. Yeah, yes. it was just like individual splotches of blood laid, laid on top of each other, you know, like a whippet. But it's uh, that that was so that was a bit weird. And I did see the uh, the live stream on Twitch where uh, Uno and Orange Cassidy were playing, uh, you know, some the versions of the game that they were allowed to show. And yes, it immediately took me back to 1996, 97 um, to, to no mercy with the rumble pack. Uh, and that's not a bad thing. I. I obviously need to see more of it and and how it looks in real time i need to see other people's experiences on it uh you know it, it, it's it's going to be the game because the biggest question for me is is it worth 60 right. dollars? to me it looks like it's worth 40 i would yeah, i would absolutely that, pay 40 dollars for that game that's wrong, so man. that could be the difference between me getting it on black friday and me getting it and me pre-ordering it more importantly yeah. I'm not seeing any pre-order bonuses, and the pre-orders are available right now for whatever system you want it on, but I'm not seeing any any pre-order bonus. So why do I pick this up right now? When yeah, you know, mark, I can wait.
0: mark my words right now with it coming out the end of June, Black Friday, that game is gonna be thirty dollars or thirty or, or less. 25. Yeah. And that's when to that's when to pick it up. That's exactly what I'm thinking to pick it, is, it up. I want it to come out, I want to hear about it. I want like the bugs worked out in it. Yep. And Th- that's my thinking and hell because personally for me june's gonna be all about street fighter six so <laughs> fight forever is going to wait that drops next weekend so yeah. what it if this what tanks
2: it what if the game tanks with all these delays all this pushback pushback all you saw for a while i think crab said it was kenny's nipple and darby allen for a long time what if it tanks
1: well, I mean, even if it does, let's say that it absolutely tanks and nobody buys it and all the reviews are trash and IGN, IGN actually comes out and takes a stance and hates the game.
0: Cool. Well, we Cyberpunk saw that happen with exist. 2K20. Remember how 2K20 bombed
1: completely? Well, 2K20 bombed because it was physically unplayable. Right. And that, that was a, that was the problem. It wasn't that it was a bad game. It was a bad because it was a bad game. It was a bad game because it was a buggy mess that wasn't worth a dime, let alone $70. Right. Now, and the same thing with NBA Live that they had to cancel, same thing with, uh, you know, Cyberpunk, which they had to figure out and, and offer issue returns and refunds. So it would have to be that bad for it to be awful. And because the people's attention spans are so short, even if it's not the game that you thought it was, because people thinking that, you know, it's going to be 2K when it's clearly not. But then again, the target audience never played No Mercy. Mm. I mean you As gotta you gotta genera- think that generations ago. That yeah, so that long was that was right. a millennia ago. So yeah. you have these kids that are I would say that nobody under 25 understands what it's like to have four simultaneous controllers connected to a sixty four and a box of Papa John's piece or Lito's pizzas if you're here <laughs> in this area. Um, there you go. and a and a and a big ass uh you know two liter Pepsi. You weren't there. You don't know, and that's that. It's a generational thing. Um, for No Mercy, WrestleMania 2000, WCW Revenge. Will this thing uh, bring back those memories? Yes, but the people that they're going to bring back those memories for are pushing forty. So the target audience, which is the eighteen to twenty-five group, are gonna are gonna really have to do the research to understand why this game engine makes- is such a big deal. Not listen to their uncles or us, our old asses, tell you that American <laughs> in our day on the CRT television, with so many lines of resolution, it was great. Rumble pack, you see, that was the biggest thing. You, you lost people at CRT. Right. You had to
0: do printouts to figure out how to make wrestlers. You had
1: to make it a formula.
0: You had to print out the formula to make people.
1: Have you heard of the game genie, son? <laughs> <laughs> the kids don't know. Oh. Uh, and that's they gonna be the thing. Know. And I think the biggest thing for that game is gonna be the online play too. Um, you know, how will it be in an eight-person match or whatever? Uh, you know, will it be a buggy online mess? Uh the creation suite and all the things that we want in the game that we haven't seen yet. So for right now, solid $40. Is it worth $70? We'll have to see when the um when the review companies come out. And AEW, we play games too. So uh let us review it. Get yeah, get
0: get with two chains on that when he's on a yeah. media call today asking questions. That's we got to see about review copies of Fight Forever would be very interesting to see. We'll
1: have to play that. Yeah.
0: There you go. There you go. PS Five folks here. So hey, come on. We we, we can there get in on that. Yeah, actually, yeah. there we go. All right, another week, another Thursday, your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast is here each and every week, Thursday nights, 8pm, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all your social media platforms, podcast version drops the next morning, Fridays around 10am on all your podcast platforms, so if you want the audio version in your ears, or you want to be able to follow along on video, we got you covered in both formats. As we talked about tonight, folks, there is a lot of wrestling to watch this weekend. So buckle in, check out some stuff. We'll be back here next Thursday night at 8 p.m. to break it down and talk about all of it and whatever's heading going on as we head into June. For Will, Damien, and the giant crab Jamal. It's your big old belt wrestling podcast. Thanks for being here, and we will see you next week. Oh, what I really need.